0: Welcome to the Melton Forge Works podcast. I'm going to take you along on my day to day adventures in bladesmithing and blacksmithing. I'll be talking about the people involved in the craft and the tools and the methods that go along with it. So, thanks
1: for listening. Hey there, it's episode 32, I think, and it is Wednesday the 19th. It's about eight o'clock at night and I'm out in the shop, uh, finishing up a couple of hammers. I've got a three pound rounder and a two and a half pound rounder that, um, were orders from the web store, which is something I wanted to talk about in this episode is kind of the new way I'm, uh, doing my business. Uh, Kind of goes back to something I talked about a few episodes ago about not taking custom orders and just uh, fulfilling orders off the website, which is what I'm trying to move to. So um, right now on my website, I've got hammers listed for sale, but I only have maybe one or two in stock for each type. And uh, when someone orders that, I make it uh, on demand and sell it. Um so I'm finishing these two hammers up. I've got the handles roughed out. I've got the wedges cut. I have soaked the hammers in muriatic acid and cleaned all the scale off of them and now I'm about to give them a little bit of an acetone bath and then I'm going to put the jacks steel blackener on it. And then once that kind of finish is done then I'll put the handles on them and uh, knock them out but I've decided to move to this uh, web store order and to get away from a custom order list um, because like most people our schedules are just all out of whack right now and it's been really hard for me to know um, how much time we're going to have on a given day in the shop so this works out a little bit better, and this time of year it's been so hot, you know. I can kind of schedule out when I do my forging, and uh, and so I did the forging on these hammers uh, Sunday, which just coincidentally happened to be the hottest day of the year here. And um, actually, I think I pushed myself a little bit too hard Sunday. It was so hot, and I forged for quite a while in the heat. Um, I checked the temperature at one point. It was around 120 degrees in the shop with a really high amount of humidity that day. And I think I paid for it a little bit Monday. I just felt I felt whipped on Monday and didn't really get anything done um, finishing up the hammers as far as the grinding or anything. I did all that last night. But anyway, um, this is kind of my... Go forward mentality um, for the products that I make. I'm just going to list things on the website, and uh, as the orders come in, they'll get made, and they'll go out, and I won't get overwhelmed. At least that's the hope. So, oh, um, I wanted to give one, one tiny induction forge update uh, in this episode. I know some people might be getting tired of the induction forge talk, but you know i made these hammers i forged these hammers out and i decided to try and use the induction forge to temper the hammers because the forge came with some really big coils um, that seemed to lend themselves pretty well for large you know two inch two and a half inch diameter stock so once i was finished uh, quenching and heat treating the hammers or hardening the hammers I took them over to the induction forge and propped up some brick uh, on either side of the big coil. And I, uh, I was able to use the induction forge to temper. Uh, the first one I tried, I think I over tempered it just a little bit or I got the faces kind of blue, a little darker blue than I normally like um, because the induction forge worked so well. It heated the middle of the hammer up so fast that the heat ran out to the faces uh, faster than I was expecting. And so I had to kind of yank it out and dunk it in water pretty quick. I posted a, uh, a little Instagram uh, Reels story where I showed that process uh, in a, um, a time-lapse photo of the process. And it, you can see it turned, it almost instantly flashes to blue and then I yank it out and dunk it in the water. But I took that hammer over to my hardened uh, 4140 post anvil and uh, I beat on it pretty good on the edge of the 4140 cylinder and the face of the hammer didn't dent. So um, it's still, it's plenty hard enough and uh, I think it's gonna make a great tough hammer. So I'm not worried about that. But I did find out that with the induction forge, as far as tempering material goes, instead of putting the material in the coil and pressing the pedal to the metal, what I've got to do is turn the heat on the induction forge down and pulse the pedal. You know, just press the pedal for a little while and then let off, and press and let off. And I think that's going to be a great uh, solution uh, for tempering, is using the induction forge. Because previously I was tempering hammers by putting them. Uh, in front of my, the doors of my forge and letting the dragon's breath of the forge flow out into the hammer eye and that would temper the faces. But again, that heats the shop up and wastes a lot of propane. So I'm happy with this as a solution and I'm really happy to find another good use for the induction forge. I think that's gonna be a great, a great purpose for it. Uh, One, one, one last thing on the, on the induction forge in this episode and I promise that's it. Uh, I added a, a temperature gauge to the water tank on the TIG cooler. I ordered a nine-dollar aquarium thermometer, uh, digital aquarium thermometer from Amazon, and I stuck the lead, the temperature probe down into the TIG cooler reservoir, and then I put the digital readout up by the uh, the front of the induction forge so I can see the temperature of the water, and I think the Induction Forge is supposed to alarm around 130 degrees or something and um, When I tried this yesterday the water temperature was 89 degrees Because it's summertime. It's pretty warm and uh, After doing two solid one-minute non-stop forging heats the, uh, the temperature in the tank had only risen by about three, maybe four degrees total. And um, so uh, it had gone from 89 to around 93, 94-ish. And uh, when I let off the pedal and turned the induction forge off, it took about five or 10 minutes for that water temperature to drop again. So I think I'm safe and I, I'm not too worried about the water getting too hot. So anyway. Just thought I would drop an update for the start of episode 32. I'm about to finish these hammers up and I'll see you in the next segment.
2: Alright, it's uh it's kinda late at night. It's well it's 9:22 on August the 27th. And I'm on the road. I'm uh driving back home from a wedding. And uh actually today. Hurricane, uh, I think it's Laura, is coming through. And it hit the coast uh, over between Louisiana and Texas. So Mississippi Mississippi dodged a bullet a little bit on that one. But now we're getting the eastern uh, wall of the hurricane as it moves inward. That eastern wall is throwing all kinds of rain at us. So I am driving back. In the middle of all that weather late at night and I thought it would be a great time to talk to you all to uh, to keep me awake and alert while I drive and uh, so I wanted to talk about what's been going on in the shop since I last uh, spoke to you I think the last thing I was talking about uh, was a little bit about the web store and the induction forge I'm not gonna focus on the induction forge much uh, in this segment other than to say having that in the shop has has allowed me to forge more and so that's about the best endorsement I can give for that thing so far is that I find myself forging more because I am less worried about um, committing to a full body sweat out in the shop right now this time of year you know I can just go out there and crank that thing up and uh do some forging so I've done some stuff with it and it's been really great Um, in the meantime I'm still thinking about how to change or uh, proceed with how I do business a little differently uh, via the web and uh, uh, a closely related topic that I want to touch on just briefly here is Uh, using social media as a marketing tool, and, uh, so, while I was at the wedding today, uh, I got, I was talking to a guy that was there, and, uh, he said, you know, I noticed that I've seen you on TikTok, and we kind of giggled about how TikTok is really kind of a youth-oriented platform, and, you know, I'm an older guy, I'm 47, I think, now, and, uh, or maybe... Um, 40, 48. See, that's what happens when you get older. So anyway, at my age, you know, I'm one of the older guys on TikTok. And, uh, if you do a search on TikTok for things like the tags, like, uh, blacksmithing or bladesmithing, there's just not a lot of people out there. There's not a whole lot of representation, uh, in that area. But, um, what I have noticed on that particular platform is that it is rapidly growing, um, as far as the maker space is concerned. And uh, while it's kind of funny um to some people to think about using uh you know, a really youth oriented platform like TikTok, it's just another way to market yourself. And uh and so I was talking to another friend today, uh in fact it was Niels Okren who's been on the podcast before we uh, we chat every once in a while and uh, Nils and I were talking about uh, marketing and you know web stores and things like that and the, and again the topic of TikTok came up and uh, it, it's, it's just it's one of those places that's growing really rapidly and regardless of what your feelings are on whether or not Uh, This social media platform Or that social media platform Whether it be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter Whatever it is Regardless of what your feelings are about them You know, some people Don't like Facebook Because uh, Of how Facebook runs things Or some people don't like Instagram For whatever reason Or they don't like TikTok Because it's run out of China Or whatever, you know Uh, regardless of of your feelings on all that if you're trying to get your name out there if you're trying to get recognized uh, in order to sell more of the things that you make it is in your advantage to take advantage of all of these different platforms and to use them to point back at each other so i have my instagram pointed over to my youtube my YouTube has links back to my TikTok. My TikTok has links to my Instagram and so on and so forth. And you, once you get that kind of circular linking set up between your social media platforms, um, it's pretty interesting how that growth, once it starts to happen on one platform, how it spreads to another so I just wanted to encourage you guys out there who might be thinking about, you know, whether or not you should or shouldn't use social media to promote your your products or your business or you know whatever the things you're making. Um, I would encourage you to spread out amongst the different platforms and uh, and use them use them to your advantage. Uh, you don't have to consume the media that's there, you don't have to sit there and browse it and look at it or whatever, but, you know, you can put your stuff out, and it's just another way for people to find you. Um, And then along those same lines, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about buying ad space on on social media. Um, I have tried playing around with this a few times, you know, where you can post on Instagram and you can do something called boosting the post where you actually pay a little bit to uh, to get your post pushed by the platform to people that aren't necessarily following you so depending on how much money you pay instagram or facebook when you make a post and you pay for that they will put that post in front of eyeballs that belong to people who are not following you and uh and that can be a useful thing in order to grow your audience and to sell more of the things that you make. But um, I have I've tried that a little bit by buying you know like seven or eight dollar ads on these platforms, and I have seen absolutely no return from it. So I'm wondering, um, is this just a case? Is this just a case of me not spending enough money to get? the ad pushed to more eyeballs or is it just the fact that for whatever reason my content doesn't resonate uh in the form of an ad and, you know so anyway I'd, I'd love to hear back from you guys um that sell your uh, your items uh online on a web store or on social media i'd, I'd be interested to hear back from Those of you who have used uh, purchased ad space on social media and if it's been successful for you, you know, I think that'd be a useful thing to uh, to kind of put our heads together and uh, and talk about a little bit. So if that's you, reach out to me and let's talk about it. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up here a little bit. I think this is probably long enough for this episode. I really appreciate you guys listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Later.
0: hey there so uh, I'm going to let this uh, be the ending of this episode but I wanted to make a couple of notes Um, first of all uh, I'm trying to do a little better with the audio on the podcast this this particular podcast um, the audio was not great Um, I use my airpods a lot my wireless uh, airpods a lot when I'm talking to you guys and you know to be honest as as expensive as those things are they're great for listening but they're really lousy microphones so um, anyway I'm gonna try to improve on the audio so thanks for sticking with me through that and um, and uh, through this episode which was kind of a little bit more business uh, related talk and um, on that note I wanted to share that in the next episode I'm going to talk all about making hammers. So um, yesterday uh, a good friend of mine came up and spent the day uh, and we spent the day making a a hammer in the shop and uh, I had some topics about that subject Um, that may not be uh, things that you've thought about uh, as far as hammer making. So I want to talk about that in the next episode. Uh, So anyway, yeah, thanks for sticking with me through all this stuff and the audio issues and uh, just being there and listening to me. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. Bye.